The annual Westside Family Fellowship Men's Retreat is a great time of bonding, spiritual renewal, and a whole lot of fun for men young and old. This year, Gino sat down with some of the guys to get their story about leveling up with their gifts and talents. So here it is, live from Gavin Lake Forest Education Center, it's Tea Time with Gino. All right, let's do this. So I'm very much out of my element, but uh, I prefer doing this one-on-one. -on -one. I started off with making bad tea, so. I think it's great. terrible. <laughs> I would just like to say, um, I've watched all but, or listened to all but one episode of Tea Time with Gino, except Clay Steelwells. So this is, I got the real tea this time. So it's, it's cool. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's tea. It's tea. <laughs> <laughs> So this is awesome. I'm excited. I said to Gino, I was like, this is Tea Time with Gino live. Yeah. He's at a live, like, it's like home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> so usually we have some, we have, I run into a few glitches. Uh, so I'd like to, you know, there's a thing, what happens at Gavin Lake stays at Gavin Lake, except for this. This is going to go back home. So yeah. remember things are being recorded and to eliminate glitches that we've seen in the past. I'll have to ask Jordan not to jump and play the drums as I'm doing this. And we had one who passed to Arlo. He had a grandfather clock going like every 15, 20 minutes in the background. So if you brought your grandfather clock, please put it on silent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, there's a first time for everything. And yeah. so um, this was not my idea. So Derek wanted to do this. And I thought, yeah, it was great. I like interviewing the purpose of why I do this is to show um, people that are active and doing what God's asking them to do. So uh, I'm just good at getting stories out. And so that's what I'm doing. And so to calm my nerves, I drink tea. So people that don't know you, um, you went to school, you went to Westside Academy yep. your entire life, and then you left for a while. So yeah. why don't you take like a few minutes and just like, give a snapshot of who Nathan is before you came back. Before I came back? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Some history. Some history, yeah. Um, no, I think this is, that's what's exciting about this. Um, I was thinking about these questions and it was, you know, I, I've, you know, I was born and raised in the church, grade one to 12, so I missed kindergarten, but pretty close. And, uh, you know, um, that's kind of, it'll kind of tie into the giftings, but um, I, I had went, after I graduated Westside, um, I went to Nest Lake Bible Camp, and that kind of started the whole, like, everything of why I left to Bible College, and um, it's, yeah, I'm back now, but um, yeah, so uh, basically I served at Nest Lake Bible Camp for three summers, so I, I, I knew Lee before that, but that's where I got to know Josiah, and I don't think anyone else here, but got to serve there and that's really where God, and this is exciting to share this with a lot of you guys because none of you guys probably had any idea. So when I was at camp, like God started just to um, really put on my heart um, ministry. Um, and, 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 you know, I had a love for the Lord before that um, and a love for his word. And I had no idea. I had no idea that ministry was even going to be a thing on my radar. And um, that was kind of the early stages. So, um, I had a friend who encouraged me. He kind of saw those gifts and he said, you know what? Um, Cause he went to PRBI, which was in 
um, Sexsmith, Alberta, which is just 15 minutes outside of uh, Grand Prairie. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's when I went. I went in 2019 and then uh, I did four years. So I have a bachelor of religious education and a, a major in pastoral ministries. Um, and then I just graduated and now I'm back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, God did a lot in those four years. So I don't know if you want to go through that. You're, you, you're, you're asking no, me. Yeah, I'm asking you stuff. Did you, uh, like when you were in school, did you focus on this? Was there like a component in your school where you guys had to touch on your spiritual giftings? What did that look like? So for sure, I think, you know, it was like strictly just academics, mm -hmm. but also like the Bible college wasn't just like academics. It was a lot of being involved in a church. So I went to another church. Um, it's called West Point Community Church. And that was my home church for four years. Like it was like crazy. Like I built community there. Um, I served in the youth group there. So I got to know those two pastors really well there. Um, kind of a different world. Like it was just me, you know, um, there and, and with people that I've met from college. And I had, a, I had a good buddy who lived um, there. He's back now actually too, but um, yeah. So um, the spiritual gifts, they kind of each year kind of got revealed mm -hmm. in time. There was just a lot of, there's a lot of academics, but yeah, in time, God really just um, through people um, just started to point out um, giftings that I, I knew I had uh, even from West like serving and um, yeah, compassion, but also just pastoral ministries which was what I was going to school for. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, God just each year started to, to point those things out and, um, reveal those things. And, and I got to work on those things. And so, so when you were like a teenager and going through high school, yeah. uh, can you identify a few giftings that you had then? Oh man. Uh, I mean, a teenager, I mean that, see, that was the thing. I, th I think I knew, I knew service for sure. Yeah. And I knew, I just knew that I wanted to help people. I'd yeah. say like, those are the main things. And then For what me. did you discover as you were going into university, like coming into university years? What, what, it, what was revealed more? Yeah. In giftings. Yeah. So that really started to strengthen. So as, mm -hmm. um, as I started to take my faith seriously, I mean, um, yeah, I, my faith is my faith and it's, it's really important to me. Um, but in those, um, in those, in, in, in school, um, yeah, God started to reveal those things, but, but more. Mm-hmm. More, more as, as you have a passion for my word and so preaching and teaching, mm -hmm. um, and Bible college gave me the tools to, to learn how to, to preach God's word. And then when it came to just discipleship, I'd say is, is a, actually a big one. Um, as I saw those around me, maybe kind of veering off that I had a heart for that because, um, I don't want anyone to veer off because I, I, I love those people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was, you know, encouraging them and, and really just being like, well, let's like, that's shepherding. That's being like, Hey, you know, sometimes we wander off, but let's, let's keep on this narrow, narrow path. And, um, really just started to grow like a love, uh, more so like, like the gift of shepherding, even being like, there's people out there that are without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that came from West side though. So like I grew up, you know, being, mentored by, by Lucas and, and guys like Terrence Wall, Mitch Brown, and they were the exact same thing for me. They were just pointing me to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, um, that started then and it, it just stuck with me. And, you know, when you, when you grow in your faith and, and, um, trials start to happen, um, people need that and, and, uh, they need someone, they need help in that, right? Mm -hmm. Guidance. And so, so you talked about serving and teaching, like what are some examples, like things that you've done? Cause that would be, yeah. I think good examples of leveling up. Right. Yeah. And I've actually, I've thought about that. Um, 
school really helped with that. Um, yeah, they really, well, since I was in pastoral ministries, we did a lot of preaching. So preaching in front of um, the student body, uh, preaching, uh, I did pulpit supply, which is something like a lot of little smaller churches around the area would need, they didn't have anybody to preach. So um, I would just sign up um, our, our um, what is it, our, our the guy that was above us who was in charge of it all would say, would send us an email and be like, hey, this pastor you know, in town is looking for someone to preach. And mm-hmm. so we took advantage of those opportunities and, and uh, preaching classes and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, there's that. And then serving was just, you know, it wasn't just, the school wasn't just school. It was, you're serving in so many different ways, like the, the student body, the, um, the, you know, different churches that you're, uh, the church that you're a part of and each other. Like you're, I was in a dorm with, mm-hmm. with a bunch of guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Is there a, there's been a few giftings that I thought I've had that people had to point out to me that I didn't know that I had. Have you had those? Because I was talking, like we shared today about leveling up and all that. And so Bob was talking about uh, identifying two, three of your own. And so for me, I was like, I struggle with that because I'm my worst judge sometimes. And so for me, I like other people to point it out. It's like, hey, I'm, I do these things. I share it out. So um, it's nice when other people share. So is there something where like someone pointed out a spiritual gifting that you had that you just had no clue that it was in you, but you were just surprised by? Yeah. Um, I preached a sermon um, in front of the student body and our president, a lot of the, um, a lot of our teachers are like former pastors or Mm -hmm. missionaries. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they've preached hundreds of sermons and, um, I had a really close relationship with the president, um, the president of PRBI mm-hmm. and I just go to his, his office weekly for advice and just, just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I preached a sermon, uh, when Jesus, he, he, he said, he's, uh, the way, the truth and the life and, and no one gets to the father except through me. And I preached a sermon and yeah, I mean, that was, that was the first time, like I, I preached a sermon to the student body and he, he, I, that was my first time preaching in front of the student body. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know how it's going to go. And, um, you know, there's, there's nerves cause it's, it's the word of God and it's kind of, it's kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, for me at least it was like, this is serious and um, it wasn't, it wasn't about me, but uh, he, he came to me after and he, he said, he said, yeah, you, you, you can preach. Um, so that I didn't, I didn't know how good I did. I, I didn't, I wasn't really focused on that. So for him to point that out and to, um, that, that really sticks with me today, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so for someone like you're in your twenties, 27. Yeah. yeah. So for someone that's in their 20s, there were a few people here that didn't, uh, that may not like know what their spiritual gifting is, or maybe they know and they're trying to figure out how to sharpen it. Mm. What kind of things, like you're fresh out of school yeah. and applying it yourself, mm-hmm. what are some things you can share for those that are trying to sharpen that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Lucas has helped a lot with this. It was just, just serving. And, and this is the thing, like Westside, since all of us boys were young, like my age mm-hmm. and you know, we're, we're older now, but like just we served. And, and I think that's where a lot of our hearts, like a willingness to serve heart came from. Um, so when I came back, um, I came back with my fiance and, and she's the same way. She just loves to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Lucas just encouraged me and, and her but, but me just to, just to serve where there is a need. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's like, I would say like just that, like 
just cause I'm out of college, you know, I'm not coming out being like, I'm, I'm ready to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever that happens, cause you see God's called me to that, but that might be 20 years down the road mm-hmm. or it might be this year. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, what am I going to do about it? So I'm not, I'm not only going to minister because whenever all of our jobs, we're undercover for Jesus, wherever we work. That's just, that's just what we do. Um, but vocational ministry, um, whenever God calls me to that right now, it's, it's serving where there is a need. So Westside, and I was serving in Sunday school mm-hmm. to pre-K kids. So I've never preached or like taught lessons to pre-K kids ever. Like it's only been my age, like young adults, youth groups. And that's challenging me because mm-hmm. you'd think it's easy, but it's not that. Well, yeah. And it's practical. It's like, and then, you know, it's not like we all need practical, right? But that's challenged me so much. And, and my wife helps me. So that's awesome. Cause she loves Sunday school and she loves kids. So that's, you know, it compliments me well, but I'd say just to, just to serve and just to, yeah, wherever there's a need. Um, and we also, we also help out um, where your mother-in-law is at the life center. Mm. Uh, my, my wife has a, we, we knew, we heard kind of that they need more help and um, we knew that we could give our, our Saturday morning to just go mm-hmm. and, and serve and that's where they needed help and it's cool. Um, what we've seen from that is people see us and then now they're coming to help serve mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about, right? And, you know, so it's just just jumping in where there's a, there's a need and guess what? You might, it might not be your thing like kind of pre-K, it's, it's really not my thing, but like it is kind of, and like, you know, it might not be like, like, you know, what I want to do, but there's a need and kids need to be taught. So, Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have to forgive me. Are you you married? I'm married now. Married. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been, yeah. Oh, it's been, uh, almost three months. So nice. That's great. And it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So So do you and her share the same giftings? Do you guys have similar giftings? Um, she, no, well, no, like, okay. So she, she, she has a heart for, for the not seen. And so it's not like I don't, mm-hmm. but she just like, she sees someone who's completely not seen. Like she'll just go to someone who's just maybe at church and, and you know, for her, she's an introvert. Mm-hmm. And so I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot for her to, to do that. But mm-hmm. no, she, we have different giftings. Like she is so sensitive to the needs of others. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a heart for the homeless. And so that's what pushed me to, mm-hmm. to, to, to go in and do the life center. But yeah, no, she's, she's got different giftings in me. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the list today and I thought to myself, there's a little, like, I was like, oh, there's, there's, I have a little bit here. There's a little bit here. There's a little bit here. Oh. Did you have that too? with the list today or were you like, like you just had like three or four that you had? Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple. There was like, a few? There was, yeah. there was a couple. There was, there was, um, mercy, but you know, for me, like compassion's one, mm-hmm. like that's one that I've, I think I've always had. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I said, that's, that's come from just my, my, my upbringing, upbringing. and mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, just kind of, uh, my life and, and seeing others and wanting to, yeah, I see that and I, I hurt too mm-hmm. when I see that. So um, I didn't really think it was called mercy, but compassion felt or fell under that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was kind of one that was like, okay, like, you know, I, I know I have compassion mm-hmm. when I see people 
Um, and they hurt, I hurt, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you, where have you find like difficulty in sharing your giftings where you have to, you're definitely out of your comfort zone and you have to push yourself, oh, yeah. but just knowing that like, I, I have to do this. That was pre-K that was doing pre-K. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause, cause my, it's, yeah, it's like three and four year olds. Like, but I love kids, but it's different. Yeah. It was different. You know, that for sure, like pushed me out of my comfort zone. Cause yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm used to doing a eight page sermon and it's for my age people or, or a little bit older maybe, but you know, and, and I kind of, I, you kind of know what's going on in mm-hmm. the world and, and pre-K kids, they, they have no idea what's going mm-hmm. on in a sense. Right. But, 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 but they do, but they, you know what I mean? So that really challenged me. For, so, for sure. Share why do you continue to do it? Why continue? Yeah. Uh, there's still a need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's still a need. There's still a need for it. I'm still growing yeah. from it. Um, I'm still growing from it and I, I, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm doing it with my wife. Mm-hmm. So that's been awesome because one day whenever the Lord calls us to an opportunity, like it's not just me. Like she's going to jump on board with me yeah. and into whatever it is. And it, once that's, you know, if the Lord has a position for us one day, whenever that is, like yeah. she's not going to be like just there. She's going to be with me yeah. in that too and, and helping me serve and, you know, using her giftings yeah. to help me and, and me help her. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Nathan, I, when you were in high school, like I, I knew you were there. I just never had a relationship, like yeah. just, just different stages of life. Right. Yeah. But I had this like profile of who you are yeah. and then you took off for a number of years and yeah. you came back completely different human being. Yeah. So I can see everything that you're sharing now. Yeah. It's like, I could see, like, I can see that you're applying that. And uh, yeah, like my mother-in-law, she, she's mentioned a number of times how nice it is to have, she said, just young blood down there helping and serving and doing all those things. So, um, thank you for like doing yeah. that. And it's definitely like just leveling up in, in yeah. how you operate. Yeah. Any, any, any final thoughts any that you haven't, thoughts? that I haven't captured in the last like 15, 20 minutes, anything else you want to share? No, I, I, this tea is great. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. It's really cool being on here. No. Um, like I said, it, no, I think it's been, this has been cool. I think, yeah. like I said, I left yeah. and I think that's the thing. Everyone has this profile, but guys, I'm like way different. Yeah. You guys might know me as little Nathan and that's, there's a, like, I still cry at the drop of a hat. Let's be real here. Okay. That's like, that's me. That was my dad. Like, let's be real. Um, you know, even, Hey, I my first year going into Bible college, I lost my dad like that. You guys, that, that rocked my world, <laughs> but I'm still here <laughs> and I, I haven't thrown it in the towel to my face. So it's, it's, uh, but that's, that's not me. That's, yeah. Christ, I mean, and you know, I wasn't alone in that West side supported me in that Marlo supported me in that. Sure. So anyways, it's just cool to, to do this. And yeah. you know, I might still, you know, you guys might have this, you know, this, what is Nathan, but you know, um, hopefully this kind of is like, okay, this is a little different and, um, it's good being back. Me and my wife are happy yeah. to be back and, and to be serving at West side. And, um, yeah, we're just happy to be there and, mm-hmm. and just want to use our giftings mm-hmm. and, yeah. So. It's nice. You have a whole group of people that are like just younger than you yeah. that they can connect. Like we, yeah. there's a bit of a gap. There aren't like a ton of 20, like mid to late 20 year olds yeah. that walk the way you walk or like just yeah. kind of your, your, 
in your journey. So it's just nice, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like in your late teens or early twenties and in the same type of stage, it's nice for them to connect with you and you can walk them through developing their gifts or seeking it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes with spiritual gifting, it's just, I, for me personally, I found it easy when people pointed it out, like Bob was a big thing for me where he, he was, he just identified a lot of things and like, ah, I, I just never, no one's ever pointed that out. No one shed light on that. So, mm. yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's, that's cool. I mean, I, I think Lucas was like the really only one I really talked with deeply and connected with over my time at PRBI. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was super thankful for that and mm-hmm. had that and, you know, he heard stories and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. It's, oh, it's awesome. Good to have Thank that, you. So, yeah. yeah, this always happens. I make tea and then I get the guy talking and then the tea gets cold and it gets thrown out. It is cold now, but I'm still going to drink it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Gina. Awesome. Okay. Patrick, welcome. There's a first time for everything, so uh, thank you for joining me. It looks like you uh, brought your own tea. Yes. Yeah, nice. Peppermint. Yeah, awesome. So, um, I don't know a lot about you. Are you you're retired? 10 years yesterday. Okay, so you've been retired for 10 years. Yep, congrats. I recommend it. Yeah. Um, do you spend your life... Going on cruises and golfing and things like that. No. No. Okay. I did a cruise. You did? Yeah. Um, a while ago. Yeah. So you're, you're in your, I won't, I mean, you don't have to tell me age, but you're in your sixties, retired for 10 years. Um, it's, it's neat. I, I had this conversation with George Cron a number of weeks back and got to learn like his giftings and what he does and his passion and he's retired and he doesn't golf or cruise or do the things that typical people do when they're like when they're retired. Uh, so it was just neat because I, I respected that like a lot. Um, and so I, um, so it looks like you're in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people, um, and you're not going to like this, but do all those things you think you're going to do in retirement now on the weekends, flex days, if you're lucky to work at the government. Yeah. Because yeah. you might not have time to do them after either. Yeah. So you've been like, again, so this is the third time, like the third person I'm sitting down with. Uh, we talked about spiritual giftings and you've had a long time to apply these and sharpen these and people have poured into your life. Um, looking back, what are some of your, I was in your, I was in your group actually. So what were some of your giftings yourself? Yeah, I was thinking again, since that group, I talked about a few there, but some of the early ones, um, it's difficult f- for me because I believe I was uh, touched by God in a big way as a, a nine-year-old child and then had a 22-year detour into the world, which was slow but steady in decline. And mm-hmm. at 31, came back, born again. And uh, so I believe I had giftings all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. And... Uh, and um, the first ones that I noticed were were uh, giving, you know. I noticed that early on, and um, and uh, service, but the giving and it's escaped me now. But yeah, it's been a 
it's been a work in progress. You know, there's. What's your example of giving? Like you talked about early on, was this a? Do you have a memory when you were a teenager or in your twenties? Well, no, this was this was coming back to the Lord because I, I never thought I'd ever give money to the church. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, during that twenty-two year period, that's not where my money is ever going to go. But. <laughs> But it started slowly that, well, yeah, I wanted to talk about tongues, too, because I got that early on, too, out of surprise. But um, I made up my mind. I heard a sermon that that giving was a good thing to try. And and I'd uh, during when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues, I, I, I lost the desire to smoke. And that was a miracle because I'd smoke a lot and mm-hmm. quit a lot. and. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would give the money I was saving on cigarettes, which was $20 a week, which it was actually more like 50 or 60, but I, I gave 20 a week. Mm-hmm. Just to see, you know, the Bible does say, test me, yeah. test me, and we'll like not pour so, more out. And, is this something you did on your own? Was there someone that walked you through this? No, I was part I was part of a church then, yeah. yeah. I never thought it happened either. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, like, walk me through, you talked about a part of a church. Because, like, when you stop smoking, things started changing. Is that something you like discovered on your own? Did someone walk you through it? Were you challenged? Um, well, I, I popped up into Alcoholics Anonymous first a year before I accepted the Lord again. Okay. And uh, during that time, I started to pray and and. You know, some of the people in Campbell River where I got sober would tell me, don't go to that church because everybody that goes there gets drunk. So that got my interest up a bit and, and uh, thought I, I maybe would go there. But but I ended up accepting the Lord reading, reading a Billy Graham book, Born Again in a Logging Camp in West Thurlow Island on my knees. And, and uh, that's where I really solidified that, that I'd, I'd been there before because... Mm-hmm. In that book, he talks about uh, Ephesians and the wind blows, or talks about um, the wind blows and you, you hear the sound of it, no matter not where it comes from or where it goes to. And it, it meant nothing to me, but then I, I said the sinner's prayer and I read it again. And God took me in the spirit, in my mind, in my heart, back to that nine-year-old boy from Sunday school with standing on this hillside with the wind blowing through me, and I started to cry. So from that point forward... Then I read the next page and it said, now you have to tell somebody. It's important that you tell somebody. Well, that was never going to happen. And it took me three months to go to that church they warned me about in Alcoholics Anonymous. And mm-hmm. I didn't get drunk. It wasn't so bad. I sat in the back and listened to it and then tore out. Mm-hmm. But slowly started going more and more and mm-hmm. plugging in a little more and more. Mm-hmm. So as that was phasing out of your life, you're coming more into this in, in, in serving and just speaking in tongues and, and all that. Um, like walk me through that journey. Cause you were leaving, you were saying like, you're closing this chapter to this side, but right. this is now picking up and taking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did that look like for you? Like, how, like coming out of stopping smoking and, and, and Alcoholics Anonymous. It's interesting to hear, like, how did you develop your gifts with well, that was, behind you. It was pretty crazy, you know, the 20 years and especially the last 10 drinking alcoholically and trying to work. Yeah. That's what kind of hit me was that I had to either quit drinking or quit work. And, um, yeah, it was, I actually went in after the experience and telling somebody that, uh, 
I wanted to get baptized. I thought I needed to be cleaned up a bit because some of my lifestyle was still a little messy. And I went into the leadership and said, I need to be baptized. And they didn't have a baptism tank. And they said, well, we could we could baptize you in the spirit because they were just starting to move in those giftings. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was, but I said, let's do it. And they said, um, they did it. And I prayed, explained it to me fairly well, as you can in 10 minutes, and said, now speak in tongues, speak out, speak it out. And and uh, I did, and some sounds came out. And then I started, you know, as the the enemy, I'm sure, said, that's not anything. And I talked to some other people, and they said, well, practice it, which is something that's happened recently, too, with some of the giftings that I'm now operating in. And, and they said, I, they drove their car and practiced in tongues. So I started doing that. And, you know, I, and I did a lot of driving and a lot of praying in tongues. And, man, I wouldn't trade it for anything now. I, in the Alcoholics Anonymous, I was praying, and I know it was working. I needed it. I mean, it's God brought me back, and it was through those prayers that, like at work, I found I was always in trouble on the telephone because... Because the things I said often are things that I was dealing with. So I came up with this idea that I would pray before I answered. And I had these canned AA prayers, the Serenity Prayer and St. Francis Prayer. and But it was took a little while sometimes. Mm-hmm. But after I got tongues, I could just pray as I was picking it up. Mm-hmm. And things just started to work. Mm-hmm. They just started to work. And... Still are today, but it's been a work in progress, like the last so, 30 years. You can help me a little bit. Uh, speaking in tongues is, uh, for someone that doesn't understand it, mm-hmm. how would you explain that gifting? Well, the Bible says that, you know, we're taking this course with, with Phil and Angel, which is wonderful, that um, prophecy is better because it encourages the whole body with, if he who speaks in the tongue edifies themselves unless there's an interpreter, which is even better, which is another gift. So for me, it was that self-edification, that uh, communicating with God without having to think about what you're saying and just making that connection slowly. Have you had someone interpret when you spoke in tongues? Have you? Have You You know what? <laughs> How that happened? I, I asked God one day and he did my main tongue. He did interpret it. Like, so you spoke in tongues and you interpreted yes, yourself? I did. I'll praise the Lord, my God, all the days of my life. Right. But other than that, no. Okay. No, I need. Um, so do you find it, um, like speaking time, do you find it difficult to use that gifting? No. No? No. Okay. I still kind of worried about, you know, what people will think, as always. But like we do it a lot in the morning Zoom prayer. Mm-hmm. A lot of times Don Farber, Don Har- Don will, somebody will say, let's everybody unmute and just pray in tongues. Mm-hmm. So everybody does. And mm-hmm. it's quite natural and quite powerful, actually. What's a gifting that you find difficult to use? Difficult to use. Um, I know leadership is something that I can operate in, but I know it's more, it's from the Holy Spirit. But it's something that I've had training in, and I struggle with it. Encouragement's another one. I'm naturally kind of critical, but I, I've learned to just um, let go and let God bring those gifts out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, uh, kind of a neat question. What is like a spiritual gift that you have that's been the newest to you? Yeah. 
I mean, it's got to be prophetic visions and, and prophetic words and, and uh, healing, you know, working with uh, the the people at the healing rooms. Yeah. It's been really encouraging that, yeah. that you can, you can exercise those things and get some feedback from what do you, what do you like about, what do you like about it? Well, I, I kind of thought sort of like a, I, I bought that, you know, in the service that you have to help others in order to help yourself. And I thought this is going to be draining. And we spent my whole life doing all these things, drudgery, I kind of thought the same when I volunteered for the healing room. That's going to be draining. Mm -hmm. And it was so opposite. I mean, the very first night I went there was just, I left on cloud nine. I was just invigorated and enthused. And I got blessed, I'm sure, more than anybody we prayed for. And, and it's always been that way. Mm. I don't I don't often want to go. And sometimes I even skip out, which is great about the freedom down there. But it's always been, I get way more than I give, which is I think that's the case with anything mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. So are you involved in the, the, the healing rooms and all that today? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, what does that look like? So for people that are, um, that would probably share like similar interests or giftings that you may have, like how could they sharpen that? Because you don't hear of um, speaking tongues uh, and um, prophecy. Like it's just, you don't hear it as commonly. Like we heard serving like every single one. Um, for someone that has that, how could you, what would you share? How would you develop it? How would you, which direction would you point them in? I think I just first want to say to make sure we don't miscommunicate that the healing rooms is, uh, you have training and part of the training is to be real careful with tongues and it's not used with certainly with anybody and everybody. It's be careful with that. But, um, to answer your question on, um, I think just doing it, like with, with the prophecy especially, you know, okay. and Pastor Danny was good when he did that series on spiritual giftings, that the graph of, you know, starting out and educating and working it. Yes. So to be able to get the opportunity, like on the Zoom prayer and, and, and at the healing rooms when you, because often people come in there for inner healing, you know, and, and not, you don't always see people that can't walk, start walking. I mean, that's pretty amazing when it does, but often it's just you write down a scripture or a word and and give it to the person and just to see the excitement in their face. And, and people will tell you later, mm -hmm. I've actually had some calls. They want some more information on what you said. Well, I don't even remember what I said because it was God. So that exercising, you know, to find a place to do that is, is uh, really important. Mm-hmm. It's interesting speaking tongues. It's the uh, most unfamiliar with I am. Like I'm, it's very unfamiliar to me. So I just when I get into these this topic, I just found it like fascinating and interesting. So you talked about like training for healing. Have you had training for that? Yeah. What does that look like? What does that training look like? Well, it started in in Spokane. So the the healing rooms ministries was uh, started again. It started a hundred years ago, but it started again with uh, Cal Pierce. And we watch his video and there's, there's a, a booklet that Don Farber's put together, a workbook, and you go through it for a whole afternoon and then everybody prays together. That's really what the training looks like. Hmm. And then it's on, after that, it's on the job and it's on the job. It's lots of encouragement, lots of coaching, lots of support. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Any, any, Final thoughts, uh, Patrick. I, uh, it's, it's, I've heard of lots of different giftings, and I'm hearing some of these things for the very first time. So it's mm -hmm. neat. But yeah, any any final thoughts um, that you'd like to share? I kind of really do believe that everybody, just like you know, when you accept the Lord, 
with the whole heart and he comes in that the Holy Spirit comes in and and I believe all these giftings are in all of us and why only some get used I mean God's in that too some people function in one but mm -hmm. like I was heard shared this weekend we all get one and I, I think we all get them all it's just finding an avenue and a and uh and working it and some take take some like when I mentioned the leadership training, like there's through the ministry force, they gave us a lot of good leadership courses and, and it's, uh, then putting that into practice, which I am now, Dorothy and I are trying to get a dream center going. And, you know, that involves assembling a group of people and all those things that are important for leadership. But, but like I said, it's something that I, I need to, to work with. It does How come does this group meet? Like, the Dream Center? No, no. You're talking about the, the uh, just going back to the healing rooms. And Every, Monday, Every Monday. Every Monday. Stat holidays. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So if you're like interested in that, come on. It's like. Some people come in just to get a blessing. You know, you don't yeah. have to be really sick. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you for joining me and helping me walk through some of these questions that I had. Thank you, Gene. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, we have a return, Daryl Beck. Thank you for coming. I didn't make you any tea. Uh, I am the only one that had tea, so I guess this is tea time for Gino. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Um, for those that listen to this, um, the person that messes this up the most, I've been doing this since October-ish, and... Uh, it's always me that messes it up. So George has to do some serious editing for me. So for if you listen to this and you think, man, like this is well done, it's actually George. <laughs> okay, Daryl, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. So um, today's theme is all about leveling up. This whole weekend's about leveling up, and uh, this is a little different because I we have three different people from three different walks or decades of life. So we had someone in their twenties. You're in your forties. And you have someone in their 60s. And it just shows you can be in your, you can be a teenager in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And you can still use these gifts and have an impact in the world around you and in people's lives. So here we have Daryl Beck, different stage of life. Um, you have kids that have graduated from school and left. And, um, but yeah, go go ahead. Just give a quick, like quick, because you already have. Okay. A, a, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, my kids are graduated and from high school, and well, one sitting over there is about to finally finish a bachelor's. So mm -hmm. you know we're moving on. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so I'm curious today. I know I don't know if you had a chance to sit and participate in this today. No, I no. was cooking. You were cooking, yeah. But so this would be a first. Yeah. Did you look at the list? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I, I so, had a glance. Yeah. So how would you, like, what would you say are your spiritual giftings? Well, you know, serving. Um, that's a big one. And I would, yep. um, and I picked two just looking at it, and I would say encouraging. You know, it's uh, the two things that God's, you know, opened the doors for in my life. And uh, I've taken those steps mm -hmm. through them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when when was this identified to you? Like, how did you? 
Well, I was thinking about ser- like serving. First of all, uh, it was example to me for many years yeah. by my mom, my dad, my grandparents, like family, immediate family, and then other, the body family mm-hmm. also. Um, as we talked about in the previous thing, my dad did a lot of building at mm-hmm. Westside. And if I wanted to be able to spend time with my dad at times, I had just went and built with him. Mm-hmm. So you learned how to serve. Yeah. You're a good example for the, I mean, if you, if you haven't listened to the third po- first podcast, like your dad literally built chunks of the church. Um, you had an uncle that served like endlessly who ended up passing away. Yeah. And in the midst of family trauma, family struggles, death, even you and your family continued to serve and to do things and to be obedient to God. Right. But it's example of generations. Yeah. There's like generations of, you know, serving the church mm-hmm. in my past and you, you learn by example a lot of times mm-hmm. and that was exampled all the time. Mm-hmm. You said serving and what was the other one? Encouraging. Encouraging. Yeah. So I've seen the serving and a lot of people that are here this weekend see the serving part with what you did in the kitchen or continue to do in the kitchen. Encouraging. So that kind of happens silently. It does. It's not like in the open. It, it um, does. So, yeah, like what's your th- thinking behind that? How do you, how do you get into your like, I'm going to encourage this person's shoes? It's, I, I think just the door opens mm-hmm. and you see, you see uh, somebody's down or things are going on around um, where I work uh, in a place that there's not a lot of hope in some ways because they don't know God and it's the whole institution is based on that. And you see all this hurt. Well, you can maybe say something that will encourage them. You know, you look at a individual I remember and they say, look, I don't want to see you on the streets. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want you to succeed 15 years old. And he was an alcoholic. Right. And I had that opportunity. So God provides those things and you talk about being sensitive to the spirit. You have to be. And I fail times and I succeed at times, but mm-hmm. you got to be sensitive to what's going on. Um, How do you encourage someone like that? Just in, in that case, I, I need you to go get some help. Yeah. Like there is, there is avenues for you to get. And in, in this case, you got to be very careful, but you want them to start the search. Mm-hmm. Like that's my hope. That's my prayer. You're going to start searching. You're going to go somewhere and maybe it might be mm-hmm. that church door that they walk into or they meet that right person down at the life center that because they ended up walking in there that churns that mm-hmm. thing around. And what's neat is sometimes you actually get to see a small success. So the one of the uh, one guy, there was a couple that I had that moment with that one guy, he, uh, he came back and he's. I don't know if he's sober, Mm. but he's clean Mm -hmm. and he was doing a foundations course Mm -hmm. and it was so cool to see that he had done and gotten some help because he wasn't like, who cares about carpentry? Mm Because that's what I was teaching. Your life's falling apart. So I'm going to go off script a little bit. Um, You talked about you have a son, daughter. have you, or how, like, you've identified their gifts? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. So walk me through, like, 
how did you identify and, and, and just bring that out of your children's lives? Because that'll be interesting. There's a lot of dads here, right? Like, well, I, ironically, they both have serving yeah. in their own ways, but they both have a serving heart. And that's because they were exampled by their grandparents and hopefully me and my wife and other individuals in this room mm -hmm. that have had an impact in their lives over, you know, what, 20, 23 years now, 24, almost 24. Can you think of, and I'll share mine actually in, in a minute, but uh, if you need time to think, I can jump first. But can you think of a gift that you identified in your kids' lives that isn't yours? Like serving is something they share with you, something that's just unique to them that is not you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, one uh, in my daughter's life would be the compassion uh, Nathan was talking about, yeah. it, that mercy she has at that ain't me. Yeah. <laughs> not, that's not my strength. I can encourage, but I don't have the, the mercy as much of the mercy portion. Mm -hmm. I I'll share mine. Um, and if you have another, if you have another one, like, yeah. you know, let me know. But so I have three girls. My oldest is 10 and I can't sing play. Like I don't belong in this setting at all. And, uh, but Carrie, but Carrie is incredible. She can sing and play and all those types of things. And so I have, uh, so Carrie recognized a gift inside of Taya that I didn't know she had. And Carrie's like, oh, she can play and she can sing and she's got a voice on her. And, and then so I started uh, just paying attention to her a little bit more. And then as time goes by, I'm learning. She has like, I don't even know if it's on the list, but she has this incredible like um, passion to worship God and sing. And I actually, I used to, like there were lessons, I used to drop her off and I would go uh, to a... Costco and do some groceries or I would do this or do some run an errand or something, right? And then recently I've been just going to her class because she's able to do things vocally that's just so impressive and I'm sitting there going, man, like she's 10. Imagine when that gets sharpened and she gets like better and better. So I'm enjoying this journey as a dad, walking my daughter through this and identifying uh, and developing this gift that she has um, and then just, just taking like joy in that. So that's why I like talking to like another dad and to be like, hey, like, I'm many steps behind you, but I'm identifying uh, these gifts that she's good at and trying to like sharpen it. So other people that are in my boat, like, do you have any, 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 any things that you can share, like of identifying gifts, uh, developing it and pointing it out in other people? I would just say by creating the right opportunities for your children. Like having re like relationship? With, with relationships. Um, it you know, we've said this in West Side for a long time. It takes a community to raise your mm -hmm. children. And some people have other strengths. And I'll, I'll take an example. I am not a hunter. That And Liam had, well, I'd never done it, right? Well, I used some people to just go out mm -hmm. one time and let him discover if that was the, you know, if he liked that. And that's not so much a... Uh, gifting, but it's you, you're creating these opportunities. You, if you create opportunities to serve, or in your case, you know your daughter worship up there some Sundays mm -hmm. and stuff. You create these opportunities, and sometimes those other gifts that might be hidden will come out slowly through that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You talked. It triggered some thoughts. You talked about community, and it's very unique to Westside. I've been part of like lots of churches and communities, and 
Westside's very unique in that, like, the, the whole community rallies behind. So, like, I have a relationship with Roger's kids, and I know what they're good at and their strengths. And I have a relationship with Giesbrad kids, and I can identify strengths and things that they're good at. And so, yeah, like, it just it takes a, a community to, to build. And same with, like, um, Eli. Like, he's just a young kid, but I just like being around him and just being part of his life. Because you look at that and go, man, like, I don't know what this relationship is going to look like five or eight or when you're 10 years old. But like anytime I see that, I go, I'm going to try and pour into this guy's life. You just don't know like where this is going to take you. Right. And, and you can speak into their lives and you can identify things. And, and if you look at uh, like relations, like with me and Bob, he's able to pull that out because we've gone hiking for like <laughs> 10 years. So yeah, it's just, it's just, he just triggered yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, difficulty in using gifts. Difficulty. Yeah. So I was actually thinking this. Um, when I was younger, if you're a yes man, and I was a yes man, what happens is you can put yourself in situations where I'm going to call it burnout. So I have to interrupt you for a second. When yeah. you say when you say yes man, like what like what is that? What you do you say mean? yes to everything? Everything that's asked. Everything. Of you? Yeah. So you're serving. Yeah. So I, can you do this? Can you do yeah. that? And you say yes, yes, and yeah. yes. And so what you find out at my age yeah. now. And I, I struggle with this because now it's easier to say no than yes. Yeah. Because you don't want to put yourself back in that position of that. And so it's hard because you got to listen to what. And then there's times, you know, like you just can't say no, which is good. But you got you to gotta, you gotta really know. And so my encouragement is, is you know, is it, is it God wanting you to do it or is it? just bad yeah flesh if you need a second to think this through george can edit it out but uh, um with you saying yes all the time have you experienced like just burnout yes okay so how do you still like operate in your giftings without burning out have you given that some thought like hey i want to i want to do this this is i'm good at this but i'm getting burnt out so it's more for a long time than i was no which wasn't good either and as you get a little bit older and more mature, which isn't some my strong suit all the time, yeah. but you you start to learn when should I say yes and when should I say no, and uh, it's just time and experience and God doing what He needs to do in you to help that. So going back, if you could redo it, like what would you do differently to avoid getting burnt out or just stress or were you gifting sort of felt like it was a burden? Well, some of that would be, um, you know, Nathan has it. He he pressed in. We said as an earlier podcast, for me, it was about fun. And <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, the fun overtook it all, which then there was so much to do. So it wasn't just no in giftings. It was no towards church, no towards all those things. Mm -hmm. And so if you if I was to change things, obviously I would probably try to change how I focused on life a little differently. Nice. Awesome. Daryl Beck, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's a wrap for this very special edition of Tea Time with Gino, recorded in front of a live audience at the Westside Family Fellowship Men's Retreat 2024. We hope you'll join us next time for another fresh cup of tea and fresh conversation on Tea Time with Gino.